Hey guys, welcome to a Music in Time podcast. On this episode, I'm speaking with the ever prolific Fowls. He dropped his 2019 album, Moral Instruction, to critical acclaim. And on this episode, we are going to dissect it, discuss about the impact, relevance, and most importantly, the message. Stay tuned, guys. Files. What up? It's been a year since you released your fourth solo album, Moral Instruction. What's the feeling like a year after? Um, I feel like, I feel like I dropped something, something that was uh, a a bit of a monument. You know, I feel like I should um, frame it, frame it and hang it on my wall. Just take that front cover, put it in frame, hang it on my on my sitting room. Um, because it was, for me, at the time I was making it, I knew I was making one of the most special bodies of work that I've worked on. And um, I knew that, I knew that I wanted it to be something that, that would be timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, with what we produced and with what we put out, I think we, we achieved that. You know, the interesting thing is... Um when you dropped the album, right? Every the conversation was, "Oh wow, Files has really gone, you know, political on us. Mm-hmm. He has really gone conscious on us. This is conscious side of um, side of Files yeah. I'm seeing for the first time." But interestingly, you've always, you know, um, um, touched on these points, right? You've always been conscious in your music. Um, when I, whether it's even the happy happy go records, right? There's always a bar or two bars that always puts us in check, right? Other than that, like on your debut album, What's Up Guy, you have songs like How Far and you have songs like Senator. These songs really touch on social political issues, maybe leaning towards more political, but you also have that across your discography. Why do you think people, do you think people don't listen to albums enough? Well, that is one, but, um, but um, of course, of, of my older projects, of, um, you know, all my uh, older records i think the biggest ones were of course the ones that were pushed out as singles Singles, yeah so you know those will definitely be the most po- uh, the most popular ones um a few people would have taken note of that but you know like you said not so many people you know um go through an entire album to listen to all the songs um yeah and aside that i think moral instruction as a body of work the tune of consciousness was a lot more, it mm-hmm. was a lot more intense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, prior to that, I had, you know, one or two songs here and there. Uh, and like you said, I would always be conscious, but maybe in a satirical, yeah, way, satirical way, you know, put a bit more humor in there. So it's easier to receive, but on this body of work, I decided to be intense. I decided to be very aggressive with it because at that point in time that, you know, this was 2000 and, and uh, this was 20, yeah, 2019, January yeah. 2019, a very, very important year as far as Nigerian politics was as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was important to be as aggressive because that was the mind state that I felt like everyone should be reflecting yeah. know, at that point in time. Yeah. And that was why I did that. So what had led up to this album, right? from a political standpoint, was the remix of Childish Gambino's This Is Nigeria, right? The record shook everywhere. Got reactions from almost everybody, right? Was also featured on international platforms. It was really a thing. Do you think when you dropped the record, I mean, you you would have expected it to get some sort of reaction, but mm. do you think it was overblown? Do you think it was also used as an agenda tool? Do you think... There was all truth in it, right? Mm. But from my point of view, I'm like, okay, this guy is really saying stuff, but why is everybody really blowing this out of proportion? Like, it was really good, yeah. right? But I didn't expect it to get that much coverage, especially, you know, from the international space. I'm like, blue scatter. It blew scatter. Even yeah. me, I was like, wow, wow, woo, okay. <laughs> but I think it came at a time when, um, I think it's a combination of, of, of a couple different things. One, the way and manner that it was done. Mm-hmm. 
to the time that it dropped. How how soon? So exactly. Yeah. So, so soon after that, um, the original. And um, three, the fact that it was so apt. Yeah. And um, stuff I was saying were so relevant even to that time. Yeah. You know, and um, especially like with the with the references um, to the the snake that swallowed money. Yeah. Allegedly, and you know there were there were you know a few a few other things that were very very you know relevant to that particular time, mm. and um, so it, it just sort of hit everybody like a ton of bricks. Like, it did. Like, it did. Wow. It did. What is this? And somebody just came and on one record dropped all these you know all these truths that really reflect what we're going through, and I think. Because, because it was a remake of um, um, Childish, Childish's work, when you see this is Nigeria, even if you're not Nigerian, if you're not... You, you'd click you would on click it. on it to, yeah. even, to even see. Like, and because it was... Even though it's pigeon here mm-hmm. and there, the, the, the images were so vivid. Yeah. So to an ordinary listener that is not even from here, they would understand what... What, what is going on in that body of work. I, agree. I, had, I, I tell you this, I had uh, some guys in, in France, um, a museum in France called Palais, Palais de Tokyo. They, uh, they reached out to me. The curator of the work had come to, uh, to Nigeria, I think prior to that, but they reached out to me. They put This Is Nigeria on display in the museum for the duration of like a year, bro. Like, wow. It was just there, showing on a big, uh, big projector screen. screen and then you have... They had like headphones around, so you just go there as you're watching. You put on your headphones and just. And when I went there to see for myself, I was I was mind blown. Like, wow, <laughs> my work is being displayed at a museum in Europe. <laughs> you wow. know, it's, it's it's it was crazy. It was crazy. But I think, like I said, just the way and manner in which it was done and how apt it was, mm-hmm. how revolutionary it was, mm-hmm. how. F- fearless it was yeah you know, a lot of people when they try to do stuff like that they hold back they hold back this one was like bearing everything yeah you know so yeah, yeah i think that that was probably why did that from an outsider's point of view right that kind of i mean if i'm looking at your journey and looking at your music and discography i would kind of tie moral instruction back to that place to say this is you know the birth of this idea to say i am going to be politically charging these people so was that also what happened um, I mean, like we like we pointed out earlier, I've always been conscious with my music, yeah. and with my message, with everything that you know I represent. I've always been conscious, um, but I also feel like music is a tool with which to project that mm-hmm. consciousness. But um, the the intensity of the consciousness, yes, I think I could say started from around there. You know, so like I said, prior to that, it was like here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, in a satirical way, way. I'll, I'll dish it out. Yeah, but that level of intensity, that like mm-hmm. in your face, like yeah. you, you are mad, you are crazy, you know, kind of consciousness yeah. um, probably started a, uh, around that time. Let's not forget that this jam was banned as well on the radio. Yeah, true, you know, true, the, true. So you were like, okay, is this NBC, what you want to do? The NBC decided. Mm-hmm. Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you personally? We took them to court. Really? That, yeah, you know, because of our judicial system, the sluggishness, with all these adjournments here and there, the case is still in court. But it's they decided that um, it was vulgar, in quote. I didn't hear any vulgar words, but we know why. We know why. Yeah, we know. We why. know why. You know, it's it's, it's funny, but yeah. Great. So that drops really hot, right? Then I think on a Friday, you drop talk. Yeah, yeah. Talk talk dropped uh, right bang at the beginning of the year, two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, yeah. And talk dropped, and I heard the beat. I heard the song. I'm like, whoa, he's rapping in pigeon, but he's so, you know, like apt and on point with what he's saying. It's very precision like, yeah. right? So there's always a way to critique where, you know, you have an overview and you're being very vague. But with this, you sort of like picked on the nitty gritty yeah. of everything, right? Yeah. And then went in on it. Yeah. And the video as well, you know, we can talk about the videos later, but the song is, then the chorus, you know, as well. Don't be me talking, when are you talking? It's the kind of conversation you have where, you know, you have a conversation, but in public, you really don't want to admit you're having the conversation, which then ties into the bigger thing of 
we all know what the problem is, but we're not ready to discuss the problem. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And uh, it was um, almost borderline making a mockery of that sort of mentality and that sort of mind state of, mm. you know, you know that this thing is going on, but you don't want to talk about it. Like, what is wrong with you? And that's why the very last line of the song, I then beat my chest and said, Nami Tokam. Yeah. Like, you know, you do your worst kind of thing. Like, Nami actually Tokam. So it's, it's like we have to talk about these things. We have to, st- you know, stir up these conversations. We have to be bold enough to beat our chest and say, Nami Tokam. If, if, you know, there's, if there's really going to be that sort of change that, mm-hmm. you know, that we're looking for in, in terms of the state of affairs out here. So that was pretty much where, you know, where that came from. Let's listen to talk. Brother Moody shout finish, we don't see for cut. We don't see ya for cut. Election don't come, then go need your support. Since CFC busting, we don't see you for club. We don't see you for club. And you get legit to work, oh, now we think you talk. Now we think you talk. Now you talk, Amo. Don't be me talk, Amo. Now you talk, Amo. Don't be me talk, Amo. Now you talk, Amo. Don't be me talk, Amo. Now you talk, Amo. Don't be me talk, Amo. Four year tenure, three year holiday. Our senator done the fight kung fu again. Fight kung fu again. Say they never tire, they won't continue the race. We buy your story, but you don't give us change. Now you talk amo, don't be me talk amo. Now you talk amo. The motivation behind the album, we already we've established it, but a full length project. Why? Mm. Um. To be honest, at the time, at the time I, I released uh, the song Talk, the, the project was already pretty much done. Mm. You know, that was just what I chose to be the lead single. But um, at the time, like I said earlier, at the time, you know, this was early 2019. That was an election year for us. Um, it was a year where we had to really, really decide, you know, the fate of the country, where it was going to go. You know, this was when we started to see a few younger folk stepping up to, you know, take responsibility and actually run for office. And, you know, it's, it was almost like a wake-up call, like, come, we've been here for so long, we've been here for too long, and we have to start to react. And, you know, that was the the general idea behind the project. Moral instruction was what I tagged it because... It was almost like a re-education. It was mm. a, a a rejigging of our mentality. So mm. we needed to unlearn and relearn some things. And that was why I tagged it. Of course, moral instruction was a subject back in school. So yeah. it was a play on that as well. Yeah. What was the converse- conversation like with your team? Mm-hmm. You know, you wake up and you guys are doing well. Mm-hmm. The songs are good. I'm sure, you know, shout out to Aboki and family. They have the ideas of the next set of rollouts you want to do. Yeah. Then you just wake up and say, guys, this is what I want to do. I really just want to, you know, yeah. go head to head and yeah. really speak my truth. Were they yeah. like, um, bro, maybe not on your fourth album? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yo, yo, on, um, at the time, I think coming off the back of what This Is Nigeria had done, mm-hmm. It was hard for anyone to now come and say, don't do that because they sort of saw like the... You got the reaction. Feedback, yeah. yeah. <laughs> feedback and the reaction from that was insane, to be honest, you know. I had uh, Diddy, for example, mm-hmm. you know, even um, shouting, shouting me out on that. And, uh, you know, so just the general feedback from that was, you know, was pretty uh, positive. So it wasn't it wasn't really met with, with, with any, um, uh, what's it called? Resistance. Mm. But um, of course, there were a few lines here and there that <laughs> they had to take out. Say, uh, I, I mean, were, most of them I did not take out. Yeah, <laughs> but that my guys were contested. My guys heard and they would have been like, ah, "Are you sure you want to say this? I beg, remove this one. No, no I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it. Like I have to do it all the way. And you know, yeah, and we did it. Then what was the conversation like with the producers? So we have about um, four producers, just four producers, because. Literally, it's nine tracks, right? And if yeah. you take out the last track after all said and done, you can say it's eight full yeah. end tracks, right? Yeah. What was the conversation like with Cess, who was the primary producer, TMXO, Chills, and um, Willis? Willis. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had a we had a few uh, production camps where we would, we would travel to, like you know, somewhere somewhere and just be there create stuff on our own and just what do you mean travel out state out country out state mostly um there was one time we went out country as well we went to ghana 
Um, but I think that actually happened after the project was done. Yeah, the Ghana one happened after the project was done. But, you know, there, there was a time we went to Calabar. Um, you know, just what we like to do is take time away from the madness and the chaos. That <laughs> Lagos here, is. Out here in Lagos. Uh, just somewhere peaceful where we can really, where, where the mind can have enough serenity to wonder. So do you guys go for walks on the road, you know, yeah. or just, yeah. I mean, maybe not on the road, road, yeah. <laughs> for obvious reasons, but like, you know, we'll stay maybe in a hotel that's like away from, you know, mm-hmm. the hustle and bustle. So we can always get time to like chill out. And, breathing some fresh air. For breathing fresh air, you know, collect some, some uh, out of state um, inspiration. Yeah. Chow, what we're not used to. Yeah. <laughs> all these, all these, of course, contribute to, you know, to the final product. And, um, you know, I think we had enough time to sort of bond and, like, discuss what sort of message I wanted to pass on the project and um, what the spirit of the project would be. And, of course, we wanted a, a big... Because it was almost um, re, reflective of the spirit of Fela Kuti, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the way that he also passed these messages... We, we had an undertone of Afro beats, you know. I'm, get, I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting to the Swiss oh, yeah. spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I you, did, you, did you do this for your past projects? Is this something you traveled out of state? Did you, you know, obviously you had a camp, but mm. these are shorter songs, right? These are shorter songs. This mm-hmm. whole project is 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, how, what was the intensity of the, the you know, the, the sonic sound you guys wanted to produce was this like super deliberate because oh, again yeah. you had Afrobeat, you had fella like on the underlay of everything right yeah how much effort was put into it oh yeah 100 percent um deliberate 100 percent. i had of course shared the idea with all the producers i told them that this is what i had in mind mm. and you know they loved it instantly you know they started to work on those fusions and you know and crazy combinations like on follow follow we had like trap mm. <laughs> you know mix with, with afro, afro beats and um you know, afro those, beat yeah afro beat <laughs> without the s <laughs> and um those those crazy fusions uh really really blew my mind and of course not to forget the uh the samples mm. we had to clear all those samples there so why fella why pick fella you've yeah. always done the message without fella mm-hmm. why when did it come to your mind to say, you know, when did you realize, you know what, I have to use Fela as the backbone of this message. I know he said this, I know he's done that, but like, I really need to work on the backbone, sample the music. Mm. You know, you could do, you 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 did an Afrobeat record on mm. your first album. Of course. Um, with Onye Kosola. Yeah. One, yeah. One two, two three. three, fantastic record. So you could always create Afrobeat melody, right? Yeah, without Which necessarily sampling. Of sampling. Course. So of course. why did you think mm. you needed to, you know, um, use Fela? It wasn't. It wasn't like a a need point of view. So it wasn't like um, I felt like the album wouldn't fly if we didn't sample. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it would um, it would be apt because, like I said, I wanted us to channel that spirit of what he stood for, mm. you know, and also to make us sort of sit back and reflect that and see. Hold on. Twenty something years later. Later. <laughs> it's still the same message. These messages are still relevant. It hasn't expired. It's it's a bit ridiculous and, mm. and rather shameful. You know, and you know, that I think was what we wanted to bring back to the forefront of like, are you not ashamed of yourself type of thing? Mm. And you know, that that also added to the intensity of the project, if you like. It did. Um yeah. It did. Yeah. So, how many listening sessions? Because Fela has like a thousand records, right? So, how many listening sessions? Oh, okay, that's the sample. That's mm-hmm. the one I want because that clicks with this message. So then, many. were the raps done already before the songs, with the beats were made? How did it work? Most most of them were written to the beats. So, um, you know, how it works is like you have lyrics lying around. As mm-hmm. a rapper, you always have lyrics lying around. <laughs> <laughs> you have lyrics lying around somewhere. Um, whether it's in your notes on your iPhone mm-hmm. or like in your drafts, message drafts or yeah. something, you always have lyrics lying around. But um, majority of the stuff was written too. So after I already had an idea of the beat, mm-hmm. then I started to write to to those beats, and um, it was um, it was yeah, it was really interesting. But yeah, we had several listening sessions uh, where myself and the producers will sit down and say, okay, this is the song we wanna wanna um, sample. Mm-hmm. This is the part of the song we wanna sample. 
we wanted to sample, I think the only song we wanted to sample that we didn't quite get a hang of, like we didn't, we didn't get how to do it. Yeah. You know, when you want to sample something, you also have to do it well. Yeah, you have to chop up the samples yeah. well. You have to see where... We had attempted, but we're not happy with the final product. Product Was um, Shuffling and Smiling. Really? Yeah. That would have been... And Smiling. Yeah, yeah that's, mm. that's a classic record. And, you know, we didn't want to just mess it up because we weren't happy with, with the final product. Okay. I mean, look what we did. Who was working on that, Cess? Cess and um, Chills was working on it as well. Okay. You know, but, um, you know, we just didn't arrive in what we what, what we wanted. Oh, lots yeah. of people have sampled Fela, right? Yeah. Um, You know, for like a lot of party records, a lot of, you know, pop records and all that. I think this was, I won't say the first time because um, a couple of other people have done it. Sound Sultan has done it. Two-Face has done it. Um, there's also a guy called Kali Abdu. I never, I, I don't know if you heard his album, Ministry of Corruption. Just around the time you released your your album, the album kind of uh, the sound or you know the the album kind of um, resurfaced. If you're hearing any of that, it's files pouring ice into his cups and pouring uh, a certain liquor. I won't mention the name because he might get another endorsement from another brand. I mean, just buy this brand. That is why I'm consuming this. Hennessy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So, this wasn't the first time, but this was a conscious effort to pass a certain kind of message. What do you think about people who have used fellas, who have sampled fella, especially sampling conscious sounds but for very pop reasons? When you've heard that, did that at any point also kind of inspire you to say, you know, let me do it this way? Everybody has done it that way. Let me do it this way. Did that ever cross your mind? I mean, not necessarily. You know, I don't. I don't like to point at people's works and then you know sort of talk down on on them. But you know, I feel like every artist feels in a different mood at every point in time yeah. that, that they're in the studio. So you know, the people that have taken conscious songs and have rejigged them into like lamba <laughs> as we call it you know that's how i guess that's how they felt at that point in time uh but the way that i felt working on this was you know let me convey let me tap into the real essence mm-hmm. of you know of the of the music now the conversation with fellas estates i'm sure this took months, I don't know, weeks, months. Who are you talking to? Was it Ricky Steen? Was it Label? How did you guys approach them? Were the records done already before you started having the conversation? What? How did that whole, ha- did whole not, thing happen? Who did I not talk to? <laughs> it's, um, it, was a, it, it was a chain of different conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I reached out to the family first. Um, you know, um, And then after that, I had to speak to the lawyers. The, mm. the family lawyers. And then I had also reached out to Ricky Stein. Yeah. And then he had referred me to a company in France. No, no, no. A, a company in the States. Okay. okay. And then he had also notified me about the publishing rights owned by another company in France. Wow. So <laughs> there were like five different channels of conversation. But I said to myself, yo, we had to clear everything. We, had, we were determined to get it right because, you know, um, a big part of the, the music, a big part of the production, you know, was with those samples and we just had to clear. We couldn't just go and, you know, yeah. infringe on It'd be on, basically, on it'd, be, it'd be illegal. Yeah. Did your reputation as a established artist, how much did that help you in introducing yourself to these parties and them taking you seriously? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that contributed, um, you know, that contributed a lot. Of course, I already knew Ricky Stein. Okay. And, you know, I, I was already, I already had um, some sort of relationship with the family as well. So that, of course, helped um, with conversations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it, it was pretty straightforward. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything difficult. It's just, there were different channels because, um, you know, like with music, some, some certain rights may be owned by a company here, another group of rights may be owned by another company yeah, here. So yeah, that the publishing just, is owned by another exactly. company. Yeah. And that was just the situation. So, but it wasn't really difficult. Those split sheets will be wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. They and were, and yeah. when they heard the, the records, what, would, what was the feedback? Feedback was good. You know, feedback was good. They liked what we had done with the records and, mm. you know, they were happy to. Um, I, I had a conversation with, with Ricky and what you said earlier actually was what he, he was saying that, um, he really appreciated the fact that we came through the right route 
and also more so appreciated the fact that um, I was sampling and reflecting the real spirit of the original record. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, that 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 I think um, impressed them. Let's listen to one of the songs that sampled heavily sampled for life. Follow follow produced by Sess. This is one of my my second favorite actually. No break, no jam, no Shagarako, I like Cory. Every time you low, I like me. Follow, follow, one kid, the boy, 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 just to go like zombie. OG, na God, I take back. When I no go feed to stop my fake flex. My phonetics, my complex. T-shirt, don't teach me nonsense. Me, I want to rock the latest. Yeah, you know they feel my swag, they make sense. I they tell the boys of I go take spend. Even when I know I count it, they red. I miss that they reason how to make bread. Me, I still they wonder how I go take blend. I go need to talk for my way trend. If I see the likes on top of my JPEG. Let's talk about the points, the talking points in this album, right? You start off with this album and you really think, oh, it's about politics and religion, but you then start to do a deep dive. Then you see stuff like self-criticism, um, really looking inward, right? Police brutality, prostitution, social injustice, internet fraud. It's a it's a very inward and outward, you know, um, look. That's how I see the album. So you're critiquing the government, but you're also critiquing the people. And um, Follow Follow is one of the records that really focuses on the people, which is us to say, okay, fine, things might be messed up, right? But you as a person, why are you, what are you living for, right? What is the message you're putting out there? Um, do you, are, you, do, are you insecure about yourself? Do you have complex? How the social media, how do you react to social media and all those things? Um, how did you, I mean, you, you probably would have started with, um, you know, politics and religion as the core topics, but why did you then delve into all these other things, looking inward and outward? Cause I think it's easier just looking outward and saying, Hey man, the country's yeah. messed up. You yeah. guys are crazy. <laughs> it's easier to do that, but, um, I think it's more in depth. It's more wholesome to look at the entire um, entire body. We are in the country. We are a big part of the country. So mm-hmm. we have to look inward and look at ourselves as well. And, um, you know, even on other tracks and when I'm talking about the, the, the polity and how everything is all over the place, I also point out how we contribute to that chaos, you know? So it's a, it, it had, it had to be a wholesome analysis, you know, especially because I was saying it, it was a, le- a learning and unlearning process yeah. and, uh, and project. You know, on this record, it was more the the sort of sense of um, in insecurity and um, the complex that um, the follow follow mentality was sort of bringing, and that follow follow mentality majorly stemming from this internet age yeah. that we're in. You know, so social media. You know, social media being a huge part of that, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's why I, I I had lines like I I need HBD, I need comments, you know, uh, you foresee the likes on top of my JPEG, yeah, you know, it's like almost like we're we're looking, and I think that's a <laughs> that was also part of the reasons why Instagram had this updates recently, yeah, where they took away the likes, the number of likes. Yeah. Because they saw that that was genuinely affecting people. Mm. Imagine I post something, I post this since morning. <laughs> I come back in the night to check my comment. Only nine Only likes. Only like nine likes. Yeah. Oh. A lot of people were, you know, really affected by that. And that was starting to sort of dictate people's lives. And people were going the extra mile to get likes, to get comments, to get followership, you know. And that was becoming a, a like the order of the day. And people would look at people on social media and they would see the way they're living their lives and they would let that affect them, mm-hmm. you know, despite the fact that you're living two different lives, mm. you know, you mm. don't know what that person is really going through. They're only going to show you the highlights of their life, yeah. you know. So some somebody can s- snap photo now. They are looking nice. They are mm. in cash money, but the money may not even belong to them. You know, it's interesting, right, for social media, how uh, people are always happy. You can't be 100% happy all the time, you know. We never see the sad parts. We never see, like, 
you know, um, the whole part of, you know, a person on social media. Yeah. And this kind of then creates a standard which every other person is trying to live up trying to. to. Even me, like, I meet people. I meet people, like, um, on, on out, in, you know, on the streets or whatever. And then they're like, oh, man, I'm a big fan. Oh, what's up? Hey. hey. And they're so excited. And maybe I'm just not in the mood at mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. You get. And I'm just like, oh, hi, how are you? And they're like, ah, why, is, why do you sound like this? Why? I'm confused because it's like, maybe because of what they see on social media, yeah. they're expecting me to be jumping every time. <laughs> every <laughs> because time that's, of, what, every, that's who you are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, there are times when I'm tired. Mm-hmm. There are times when I'm not in the mood. Yeah. There are times when I just want to sleep. There are times when I'm hungry. Yeah. I mean, normally I'm being too. So yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of people um, just need to, to know that really. It's a good, uh, it's a very big topic right now, uh, mental health and social media. And, you know, it's interesting how you then dedicate one track to it to see how people are trying to lead, live up to standards that probably don't even exist. Um, but for the, for like the other points, like social injustice, you know, internet fraud, something you've doubled down on, right? Um, sex for work, which you've also doubled down on and you've been taken out of context um, and attacked um, for so many, you know, uh, at different moments, something might be trending and someone just pulls files in. I, I don't know what happened. That was a couple of months ago. Yeah, something was remember. trending and someone just mentioned it. And, you know, they just... Like once, so maybe like twice or three times. Yeah, yeah. Different things that didn't have anything to do with me. So, with putting a message out that you think should inspire people and you think people should praise you for, for doing, then you get attacked for it. How do you feel? It's not surprising. Um, it's not surprising. I don't expect everyone to agree with everything I say. And um, it's it's also the internet age, mm. you know, that I was talking about earlier. There are so many people on the internet. Um, there are a lot of people that do not know how to convey their thoughts. There are a lot of people that are not well put together. Mm. And there are a lot of people that are just internet gangsters. <laughs> <laughs> and they just want to show muscle online. Yeah. But, you know, in, muscle emoji. <laughs> in actual sense, you know, these guys are, you know, in real life, they, they probably don't even live what they type. Mm. You know, so mm. it's, it's really crazy. The internet is a, is a very, very crazy place. Do you think people are naturally, I think people are, some people are like not en- enlightened enough. Mm. I get it if you don't agree. But if you do not have the conversation in context of where the message is coming from, yeah, then I don't understand why you're even a part of the conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, there's, there's so many people like that, and like I said, you know, many people are not enlightened. I think the the majority of the populace is not enlightened, <laughs> so um, it's not surprising when I see a lot of. Uh, Does it discourage you at any point? No, sometimes I'm trying to free you guys yeah. with message, and you, you guys know, are attacking. You know, me. I said it on the on 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 one of the songs. Yeah, so amen. Yes, yeah. yeah. say that. Forget it. Same people that are fighting for they yeah. still turn around to fight me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see. Say go to the happen. doctor. Tell him to give you headache. You. I kill, don't see. Say go happen. Kill the messenger. Forget the message. You're getting me. Okay, so it's, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And I have to do a lot with like the sex for work and all that. But I think for the even for the internet fraud, you got a lot of kickback. So that it's one, a, normal thing, yeah. Normal but even for religion, how has that been, right? So yeah. on a track like Amen, where again it's very sarcastic. I wish you had shot a video for that, right? Yeah, because you should have been a no. You know who should have been? Let me give you my video treatment, oh, yeah, okay, right? Okay. You are not actually the pastor. You're actually in the congregation talking about, rapping about it. You know who the pastor is? It has to be Daddy Freeze. <laughs> so Daddy Freeze is the pastor who's the, you know, looking at the girl's bomb, you know. So he's on the pulpit performing everything, but mm. also performing every other thing, mm. you know. So the, well, that's, 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 that's my video. That would have been mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I should have written it to you. Yeah, yeah, you should have. I, I, that, would have been, that would have been epic. But, but, but the record, and you talk about religion, and religion is such a touchy subject, right? Mm. Um, what was the feedback for that? <clears throat> How different was it from the other things? Mm. Funny enough, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that crazy. Um, it wasn't that crazy, to be honest. Um, I expected maybe a lot more uh, backlash mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was a head-on attack 
It was it was it was all out. Yeah, I mean, all songs on the project were were head on, to be honest. Yeah, um, you know, but maybe like you said, if I had shot a video for it, then maybe that would have been the message would have been projected a lot more, mm-hmm. and then more people would have got to see, it, and then more people would be like, "Hold on, this guy," because I know there are a lot of fanatics, and yeah. you know, that fanaticism is really what's killing us. Mm. Um, Religion is there for a reason. I was literally talking about talking about this with someone last night. Religion is there in society to sort of control, keep, keep society together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to control, to give people something to look to. You know, there there's some people that would would commit crime mm-hmm. if it weren't for religion. You know, there's some people that would do outrageous things if it weren't for religion. So True. it's understandable why the concept exists. But then when you start to over religiousize mm-hmm. yourself, you know, then it becomes a problem. I I I, I totally agree yeah. with you. And then when 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 the people that are supposed to be the men of God start to take advantage of the people, mm. you know, knowing that these people have become so sucked in, mm. then that that is wrong. You know, there's a theory that the universe is amoral, right, and good and bad are social constructs by man put in place to put people in place, right? Which then turns into like religion and a lot of other things. But that's a theory for another day. Another day, bro. Let's <laughs> let's listen to Amen. Okay. The record we're talking about. Uh, pull up in that Rolls Royce ghost. My body got armed, or God don't come close. I get bread, bakery, they my condo. But I defeat 5,000 with only one loaf. My dough, they flow, Uluag back control. My goal is to make sure you give Christ your soul. If you don't put your offering and tithes in the bowl, Blessing on your life goes slow. Yeah, now so them talk, we chop, we gullible to the core. If you drop all you got, it's impossible to be poor. Put your hand in your purse, give everything to the judge. And I promise you, the Lord will come knocking on your door. It's funny when you say I'm moving like an unbeliever. It's ironic you tell me to be my brother's keeper Take our offering, set up uni And your church members can't even afford the school fee Heavy record Yeah, intense <laughs> Heavy, 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 heavy record I want to talk about Hypocrites featuring Demi V And Brother's Keeper featuring Cess These two records, you know, are looking inward now And Hypocrites is a fantastic record because it says you know, after all said and done, we've, you know, accused everybody for, you know, neglecting their duties, you know, being corrupt and all that. But looking inward, I'm also a hypocrite because I'm also part of the system, right? If Nigeria is a problem, then I'm a, I'm, you know, one of, uh, I'm, I, I represent Nigeria as well. I'm part of Nigeria. So it means a part of me is also corrupt. That's correct. How essential was it putting out this message in these two records? It was very essential. It was very, it was very, very important. And like I said earlier on, it wouldn't have been wholesome, you know, mm. if I didn't put that aspect in there. You know, at the end of the day, nobody, nobody wholly pass. Mm-hmm. You know, like a wise man once said. And you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we're all figuring things out together. So because I'm, um, because I'm, I'm putting out the project called Moral Instruction. It doesn't mean that I'm the teacher in the class. Mm. I'm also a student in that same class. So we are all learning this subject together. Okay? So the, the learning and the unlearning, the rejigging of mentality, mm-hmm. I also need to do that. So we're, we're, we're doing it together. We're figuring things out together. And, you know, that was why I think that message was important on both songs. As an artist that has, you know, put out music like it's politically conscious music and you've been praised for it, where do you think you've fallen short just as, as, an, as an artist or where do you think you can improve? Ah, that's a deep question. No? <laughs> where do I think I've fallen short? I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. Mm. I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, there's always room for improvement. Nobody's, nobody's at the... Nobody's ever where they want to be in life, you mm-hmm. know. Of course, I would, I would like to be, you know, at at the very pinnacle of as far as entertainment is concerned, you know. Um, but it's it's a bit difficult to say where I think I've fallen short as an artist. I think it's difficult. Um, Maybe you haven't. I mean, 
I also don't want to. I also want to be, <laughs> be it's, careful it's not, not to it's, say it's that. It's not for you to say, right? It's exactly, for the critics to exactly. say. It's for the it's people outside. Yeah, yeah. Because something that I I may look at as an issue, mm-hmm. someone else may not really look at as an issue. If I look, if I look at something as me falling short, for example, um, how do I? Just a random example. Maybe I think that I'm not. I haven't won a Grammy yet. Mm-hmm. You know, if I mention that as me falling short. Why? What does that? What does me winning a Grammy necessarily confirm? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Or validate? Or validate? You know, I I mean, I've won awards here, mm-hmm. out here in my own in my own country. I've achieved other stuff that, to be honest, may even be more important than picking up that plate. So it's that's why I say it's a bit it's a bit of a tricky question. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a tricky question. Um. Let's go back to the production. I think Sess did amazingly well on this, you know, on this album. You guys work very, very well together. Um, he understands your sound. You understand how to jump on his beats. What's yeah. the relationship? After like? this project, after this project, Sess said to me, he said, Faz, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. I've tried for you. We have worked on, look, from, from, actually, okay, not, not so much on, on uh, What's Up Guy. It was from Stories, Stories That, that Touch. Stories right? Stories that touch to 27 from 27 to the chemistry project with Sydney. Yeah, yeah. After that, Moran is ah, he's like, guy, I've worked on four <laughs> four of your albums, guy. Okay, let's take a break from each other. Okay. I mean, to your credit, you've yeah. also brought out the best in him. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, you know, for like producer artists, right? Mm. There's always some sort of synergy. Yeah. Justin nice. Timberland and um Timber. I mean, so Justin Timberlake and Timberland. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's No Idea and Jay-Z on 444, you know, you, you always need that producer who kind of understands you. Sound and yeah. Have you always been in, have you been in, you know, studio sessions where you are just like, I wish this guy was Sess because I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there are many sessions where you, where, you know, you try, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it may not even be that that other producer is not talented or anything. It's just, it may just not be jigging at that moment. And, um, you know, so... But Sess, of course, is a super, super talented producer and, you know, someone that um, we have a, an undeniable bond. Yeah, definitely. TMXO produced the first record, Johnny, which correct. I think is the most lyrical um, yeah. song on the album. And I, I'm, I'm really happy he started the album because yeah. it started on the very high energy. Yeah. Um, you get pissed off in the middle yeah. of the song, which is like the high points in the song as well. Yeah. Um, which... I don't think I've we've ever heard this version of Files before. Mm. Get super pissed because Files is always very cool, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the song, whether the, the prior, delivery, there's prior, a part prior, where you prior to this project, yeah. I, I had I hadn't really ever. I don't remember, Sha. Let me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think I had ever used a swear word on a record. Mm. But um, on this record, on this uh, album, at least two, three times, I. <laughs> Yeah, you went off. That's, that's how angry it was. Johnny is. How did you think of the lyrics? When so again, TMXO brought the beat to you, right? Yeah, you had given him the brief to say this is what I want. Then he brings it to you. No, TMXO. Um, Chills, I think, had shared with TMXO the concept of the project. Yeah, and TMXO said he had a particular beat in mind that he thought would sit well with the idea of the project mm. and he sent it as soon as I heard it <laughs> I knew it was magic samples were chopped up you invited me to the listening yep. at Landmark and yep. you know and I heard it and I'm like what yeah. is this crazy Insane. sampling Insane. the chops everything Insane. was it, it, this song one of my is one of my to be honest there, man it's hard <laughs> to pick a it's really hard to pick a favorite on this kind of album but definitely is one of my favorites yeah mm. Johnny and the delivery too you know from, I, I mean, I don't know how to deliver it, but when you're talking about the machete, just the delivery, you know, I'm putting everything in place and then, you know, piecing the song together and at the end, when you say, Enyomilolomaku, Enyomilolomaku, you know. And for those who don't speak your advice, how many people will die? And die. And how, how many, many people, people will be left? You know, let's listen to Johnny. Uh, Johnny just dropped. Now person shoot them down Johnny where they innocent Johnny where they know in town Then kill them for just For no just cause Nobody free come up for house They no born us Johnny no get privilege But Johnny want more 
he won't go study Johnny say he won't be doctor If family died for the same flaws Same flaws when blood pop Why we no Phoebe one bros? Why you wasting all the blood for? She not religion, I be culture I be politician with a sponsor Waiting me the thing with a cost work Why you no stop to the drop blood? Why do you need it to swing in the machete? What's the point of the gunshot? Pause, Johnny just drop House drops a very politically conscious record, right? Mm. But how does Files balance Sweet Boy, President of Sweet Boy Association, with this kind of music? Yeah. It's a bit hard because it's um, um, conflicting, right? Mm. I, I won't say the message is conflicting because really, these are you can create any message you want to create, or right? create any sound or any kind of songs. But you know, most of the artists who do politically conscious records most times are kind of identified with that kind of message, right? So fella, whether it's fella, whether it's I don't know, black thoughts or you know, dead prayers, you know, yeah, like a million and one artists like that. How do you balance, you know, making this kind of music and saying, Hey guys, <laughs> um, the patino go nice if girls no day. You oh, know, man. how? Exactly. How like you've just said, at the end of the day. You know, all I have to do is tell them that the party would not be nice <laughs> if the females are not present. <laughs> so basically, I feel like you you di- di- you dictate the narrative, you determine the narrative as the artist. You know, whatever you want to put out there, whatever emotion you want to convey, you convey. You mm. know, as long as you don't maybe overly dwell on a certain thing, then you wouldn't necessarily be perceived as just that. You know, mm-hmm. I've been known to portray a couple different emotions on on music. You yeah, know, since the beginning, I've dropped a couple different songs. I've done very very different topics. Whether it's inspirational, know, aspirational, exactly, yeah. very different topics. And um, you know, so now I don't think it's it's possible to even box me mm-hmm. per se. So um, it, I don't think it'll necessarily be difficult, but of course. The way and manner that I put out stuff is also important. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to sort of be, sort of be intentional about about it. it. Yeah, about it. What was the um, reception of moral instruction from music critics, not just general public, but like music critics? What was the what was the reception? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I think. Um, a lot of people are calling in your best body of work. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. okay, that's my. That's okay, my. rank. Okay, let me leave it to you. Rank, rank your four albums, and I know artists hate doing this, yeah. but rank your f- four albums from great to greatest. I wow, 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 wow. I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Paul's looks very tense right now. <laughs> it's tough, but I think that um, this would definitely be right up there as one of the one of the one of my greatest bodies of work. This one, and of course, um, Stories That Touch. Mm-hmm. Stories That Touch was also regarded as um, one of my um, greatest bodies of work. But um, yeah, so I, I, would, I would say those two, in terms of feedback, yeah, those two uh, are right up there. 27 was, of course, also an amazing album. Mm-hmm. What's Up Guy was also an amazing album, if yeah. you ask me. The w you know, was but fantastic, at the time yeah. that I dropped Was Up Guy, for example, um, I, I hadn't yet come to this kind of prominence. Yeah. You know, so, but I mean, obviously every, every project I've dropped, to be honest, I think, you know, has been, has been great. I mean, I, I wouldn't go ahead to release if I didn't think that it was at that point. Uh, of course, the colla- collaborative project with Simi was also a fantastic body of work. You know, Amazing. Yeah. Just last year also, I put out a collaborative project with um, Ajabota and Borge. I talked about it on a podcast yeah. and I said it was a beautiful moment in Nigerian music history. A lot of people won't understand it, but if you trace it back to your individual careers with studio magic and how that sound was birthed and you guys then come back to do something together. Yeah. I listened, I yeah. saw the cover art yeah. and it blew my mind. Yeah. You know, at the point, those those it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was amazing that, yeah. you know, you guys did, you know, you know, yeah. came back together and did yeah. something together. What was the conversation like with your dad? Your dad was once Fela's lawyer. Yeah. What was that conversation like? Did you have the conversation before the album was made to say, I want to do an album like this? This is yeah. what it's about. What was oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. Like? He was excited. He was excited about the project. He was excited about the project. And, you know, he he saw it, you know, right from when I told him about it. And he saw it, it was like, you know, this is going to be mad. It's going to be nice. And, you know, he he was definitely excited. And, of course, when he, when he dropped, 
you know, he loved the project as well. So, you know, it's, it was a very good positive, um, you know, feedback from, from him. Yeah. Your father has also, you know, at various times embedded himself in conversations that have to do with social justice. And it then seems like you're also doing the same thing. Do you think it's just natural? I mean, obviously inspired by your dad, but again, what's that conversation like? What's that whole relationship like when he sees you, you know, doing music like this? Does he say, ah, you know, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Or, you know, how, what's the conversation like? Yeah, I mean, to, before, Does he tell you, hey, bro, you, oh, son, rather, yeah. slow down a bit, or this is how to do this, you know? What's, what's the advice like from him? What's actually interesting is before, before I even put out um, the Moral Instruction Project, and um, he was always hinting and telling me stuff like, ah, you people, you people, musicians of nowadays, this is your music. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can't really fully relate. Why don't you make things like Fela, like the way Fela used to, yeah. you know? So at the time that I now told him that, okay, this one that you have been asking for <laughs> is actually coming. I mean, he was, you know, he was excited. He was very excited, um, you know, because he's a huge, huge, Fella fan, of course. Mm. You know, he was Fella's lawyer for a considerable amount of time. So um that sort of music, that sort of revolutionary music making, I think, you know, was something that he was already used to. Mm-hmm. And um he o- always encouraged me to, you know, to do stuff like that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now this project's 25 minutes long, right? And also has three features. Two of the people who feature on it produced the record. So probably in the studio and they're like you know let me just voice this thing myself why did you keep it so short was it intentional and why doesn't it have more than these or you know popular features it's too intense to be too long mm. it's too it's too it's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, 25 minutes of anger <laughs> i listen to it like three times in a row before i move on to another album yeah so it's 25 minutes of uh of reflection 25 minutes of um um, yeah, I think reflection is the biggest um, word that sort of describes what's happening. It's like saying, come, this is what is going on. This is crazy. Like, why are we going through this? So you can't really po- convey that emotion for too long. You know, mm. that's how I felt when I was, I was mm. making the, the, that body of work. And that's why I kept it that short. Um, but, you know, of course, for like the you features. said, you play it at least three times. So it also has that... Replay value, right? Yeah, replay value. Yeah. So, yeah. And for the features to use. Mm-hmm. No, no, kept it n- not too... Not, we're not trying to crowd this kind of... Who didn't make the album that you wanted to, you know? Anybody? Yeah, actually, I I, I wanted to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to push you on Kuti. Wow. On the project. Yeah, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to push you on Kuti on the project. But that conversation for the collaboration started a bit too late okay yeah so it just couldn't make it make the project but yeah he's definitely someone that i'm i'm working with let's talk about the album cover and just the artistic direction let me gary oku of course who has you know designed over probably over a hundred fella cover arts you know for singles or for albums um how did you also approach him Mr. Lemmy, it came to me. I'd like it. I'm saying it. The idea came to me. Yeah. Um, like while I was, I can't remember what I was doing. I think I don't know. I I must have just been somewhere, and I just it just hits me. You know when something just a light bulb just just mm-hmm. on in your in your head, and you're like, "What's up? What's happening here? How did I not think about this?" Yeah. Ever? And it just came to me like, "Come, Mr. Lemmy, portrayed." those images like he 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 almost like translated the spirit of fella's music on all his Mm. album covers and with such vivid imagery as well and i was like goes without saying that i should work with him Mm. i reached out to him and he's he's actually the most chilled like (laughs) (laughs) let me deep no, no, no 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 i love him like he's actually a really 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 cool person just to be with to talk to and he has he always has stories yeah <laughs> he's such a he has such a wealth of knowledge that you know you, you always want to tap from so it's uh it was great working with him fantastic the album cover and you then designed nine different artworks for the nine songs fantastic yeah and when i shared that idea with him he was he was excited he was like 
you know, I love this. And when I shared the music with him, he was like, yo, I, you know, he's, he's a, I think he's a firm believer in like fate and like, you know, what happened here happened because it's meant to happen. Mm. And I remember him saying to me that he, us meeting at that point in time was actually destined, destined to happen. To happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I felt that. I actually really felt that because I felt like that as well. And um, he was excited to work on the project and, you know, I was, I was happy about that. Fantastic. Let's talk about the videos, right? Um, obviously, talk about the video. Very interesting video as well. Um, interpolation of, you know, animation and real-life shots. Um, you w- had worked with Prodigy and uh, One Day Thomas. Shout out to One Day Thomas, my friend, on the video. And the video had, you know, gained a lot of buzz and conversation on social media. Again, it was almost like the video was created for um, that space because it created a lot of talkability. Then you dropped a short film, an eight-minute short film introducing the album before, you know, um, other videos then spinned off. Um, for the short film, who who directed it? The same, same, same crew. Okay. For the GZ and of course one day. And um it was it was um an idea that came to me. Um that the project was a lot more than just just music, you know. It was it had to be more visual. It had to be more visual and you know, we translated that um with what was almost like a short film, mm-hmm. you know, and um that was very interesting to to make as well. It was, it was, and I watched it, and it was, it was packed, it was packed with, you know, a lot of people in it. Yeah. What, um, what was the conversation like? You know, getting everybody. Where yeah, you, I had to with with the casting. I tried as much as possible to balance, um, uh, acting prowess with um, people who would look the part. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. con- the the concept, the idea for that was, of course, a a school setting, a secondary school setting. Yeah. You know, so everybody was meant to be a student in the school and um, playing different characters. But then that school setting still sort of represents... It was like a metaphor. Exactly. A metaphor for, of course, our, our country and our society that, you know, that we're existing in. And, you know, how everyone plays different roles within that setting. That's fantastic. Files, thank you so much for having this conversation with Appreciate me. Appreciate this, man. Um, Appreciate one year after the album is released, it is still one of the most defining hip-hop albums of uh, the decade, the last decade. Um, you also won three, three, right? Three headies, man. Hat three headies. Three headies. Hat not your first headies. Is it your first? No, no, no. no not it, your first. It was my first. It was okay. my, I had one for uh, best collaboration with Simi in 2016. I okay. Think it was, yeah. But I mean, three in a night. Yeah. That's a hat trick. A hat trick of headies. How did you feel? It was amazing, man. It was, uh, it was a great night. Um, you know, it was... It was it was actually very exciting, you know. Um, I I went to the awards. I, I wasn't even expecting anything, you know. Of course, I knew I was nominated. I was nominated in like five categories, mm-hmm. but you know, I was just going there to to attend. I mean, if I win, I win. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like you're going there. But you brought the white and, suit out. Oh, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> well, you know, when you're going for the Aries, at least there's a the sweet boy, oh, sweet boy. It's compostry. Yeah. As president of the SBA, <laughs> and then I arrived on a horse. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit different. That's yeah, different. we need those horses in Lagos now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, could you get us that horse? There is. <laughs> it's actually crazy right now. I hear situations. I hear people are actually riding horses to their destinations now. Yeah, is actually a thing? Or are people wow. joking? Because I thought I thought it was like banter. I, I, I should give him them. I'm not sure. <laughs> to be. Yeah, I had one horse collapse. Yeah, to, probably walk from first act to oh VI. My, oh my god! <laughs> and there's no hay or sugar or water around. Why are we like this, Nigeria? Why are we like this? Do do awards for you? Do they form some sort of validation? At least a bit of validation, mm-hmm. right? Awards, awards are great. Awards are great. Uh, you know, it's um, it's recognition. I wouldn't say validation. It's recognition from whether it's the body or whether it's just people, people in general, maybe by voting or whatever. So it's some sort of recognition and it's always great to see, you know, when people say, we have come together and we have chosen you for this, you know, of course, that's always amazing to see. But it may not necessarily be validation. If you feel a certain way about a certain body of work, nobody necessarily needs to validate how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. But um, recognition is amazing. It's always, you know, um, it always warms my heart. Fantastic. I've been talking to Files 
um we've been discussing his fourth album fourth solo album moral instruction a year after thank you guys so much for listening to uh, a music in time podcast People just they like say they know the shit. People just they like say they know the breed. People just they like say they got superpower. People just they like say they know the weak. Ah, nobody wanna know the There you have it, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to a Music in Time podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review it as well. Don't forget to share with friends and subscribe to our newsletter. You could find all the good links in the description below. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms. Thank you and catch you guys on the next episode.